Let's preview the NCAA tournament for the Tennessee Volunteers going on Friday against Oregon State. Game is at Bankers Life Fieldhouse, home of the Indiana Pacers, and a terrific crew. Sparrow Diaz, Brendan Haywood, and Lauren Shahadi will have the call and the coverage of the Vols and the Beavers. And Spiro Ditas, CBS Sports, TNT, Westwood One, so many terrific outlets. He is as good a play-by-play announcer as you will find in the business. Much respect. Spiro Ditas joins us here on Sports Talk on the Sports Animal. Hey, Spiro, Vince here in Knoxville, really a treat. How are you, Spiro? Good. I appreciate the kind words. Uh, we're raring to go. You know, as uh, <laughs> as we we had our little interactions, this is uh, this is the busiest week of the year for, for those of us that are fortunate enough to call this tournament, but it's also, for me at least, it's the most rewarding. It's just such a unique tournament, and you really want to do these student-athletes their, their, their justice that they deserve. So we're all super excited, flying Andy tomorrow, and, uh, and off we go. We're looking forward to it. You know, obviously, there's a whole lot of storylines about last year, the tournament not happening, and, and you can't avoid that. So I don't want to take up too much of your time talking about that and really banging that door too much. But it is a very unique thing with the way the layout of the tournament is and having all of it in Indianapolis. What do you know about just how different things will be, even just for you as broadcasters to cover this and call it this year as opposed to years past? Yeah, very different. You know, and I think it's just in line with everything else we've experienced, not just in sports and broadcasting, but just in life. Uh, Everything has changed over the last 12, 13 months. Um, In in terms of this, and the the first thing I'll say is, you know, you mentioned last year and it's still just crazy to think about it. I remember the first feelings that we all had when we saw the headlines that the NCAA tournament was going to be canceled. It just didn't seem real. And of course, at that point, we didn't know much about the coronavirus or or, the 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 depths of it and how it would affect our lives in so many different ways. So I think to get the tournament back, we're all ecstatic because even Vince this year, there were doubts when the college basketball season started. And you remember, you know, all the stoppages with teams being interrupted and and, um, so many positive cases within programs around the country. There was doubt for a while, even after the season started that we'd get to this point. So I think everyone is super excited that it's here um, there have been a couple of hiccups this week. I'm sure you saw the story with some of the the officials who came down with positive tests. So that's, I think, given everyone some pause. And there's always going to be trepidation until we get through this thing uh, completely and get through Final Four weekend. But we're all excited about this. I mean, the, there's such an unknown um, with how these games are going to go. I think having it in one centralized location will end up being a good thing. And I think we've already started to hear some stories that this could potentially be a permanent change uh, because I just think it it suits uh, college athletics to have one central location. It's easier for fans, certainly easier for schools. It cuts down travel. And in this new world now that we're navigating uh, with the pandemic, I think it just makes a lot of sense. Um, We'll have to wait and see how this goes. But in terms of our job, It'll it'll be a little bit more isolated. You know, the tournament is about seeing old friends and dinners and getting together in between games. There won't be much of that, unfortunately. I think we'll all be confined to our hotel rooms. But just getting this tournament back, I think if you ask any man or woman who's working this week, I mean, they would have signed up for anything. So we're all just happy to be here. And uh, and we, we just hope it, it goes off without a hitch. 
NFL and NCAA and NBA play-by-play announcer Spiro Ditas joining us here on Sports Talk on the Sports Animal. You can give him a follow on Twitter at Spiro. That's S-P-E-R-O Ditas, D-E-D-E-S. And Spiro, you certainly were a part of one of the unbelievable stories back in 2018. Unfortunately, Tennessee was on the wrong end of the Loyola Chicago story with Sister Jean and everything. And the dream is alive. And some of those unbelievable calls, what do you recall? All about that experience back in 2018. Yeah, you know, I don't know that uh, Tennessee fans will will want to wax poetic about about that weekend, <laughs> but um, it, it was just such an incredible moment. And, and to me, that weekend, those games is just a perfect summation of what this tournament is about. You know, the the rawness of the emotion, no matter what side of the coin, what side of the the win or loss you're on. You know, the elation on one side, the absolute devastation on the other. Uh, you know, Tennessee had a terrific team that year when we saw what they had done. They had just started to turn a corner with Rick Barnes. And and here comes this little university out of Chicago that I'm sure a lot of people in Knoxville didn't know much about, if anything. And Sister Jean, I mean, they just she will forever live in, in the lore of this tournament. And it was just wild to be a part of. I mean, to it was one of those moments that whatever happens from this point on, and I've, I've had the chance, the good fortune to cover a lot of great events, NBA finals with the Lakers and, you know, being to a couple of Super Bowls and, and the NFL for so many years, no matter what I do, that, that will be kind of on the, the final you know, highlight sheet for me. Uh, it was just so incredible to see uh, you, the looks on the fans' faces in the stands as it happened. Uh, it was just wild. And of course, Loyola went on to have a, just a terrific run through um, that tournament after that weekend. So probably not a good memory for Tennessee fans, but the, it's the great part about this sport. You get another chance and, and here we go uh, a couple of days away before they hope uh, they can make a, a deep run through the postseason. Well, we'll get your thoughts on this year's Tennessee team that you're preparing for that'll play Oregon State. But what have been some of your experiences with Rick Barnes through the years? I love Rick. You know, I, we, I've had a chance to cover him now for a number of years. We, we've done his games over the years. And just to sit and, and talk with him for five, 10 minutes before a game, he, he's one of those guys who's been there for so many years. He's, there's, there's nothing that could come up in, in conversation that he hasn't experienced one way or the other. Um, you, know, you ask him a name, he'll give you 10 stories. Uh, he knows everyone. Uh, he's been everywhere. He's been at every facet of this tournament. Um, he's had just an incredible career. I think a, a trajectory and a journey that that's as unique as there is. And, and everywhere he's been, Vince, he's won. Everywhere he's been, he's inherited tough situations as he did with Tennessee. You know, they were a program that was kind of in flux when he took over. And, and look at what he's done. And, you know, I, I do think that we take for granted sometimes all of these big programs and big coaches – I think we take for granted that it's just a given that every year, you know, you're going to win 25 games and get into the tournament and make a deep run. This is not easy to do. And I think we've seen that this week with a couple of, of programs already, you know, making uh, coaching changes, you know, Richard Pitino being fired in Minnesota, Archie Miller in Indiana, you know, everyone thought Archie was going to, was going to turn that thing around and, and take Indiana back to prominence, but you know, it's not a given, it's not automatic. And so I think Rick Barnes is is a really special coach. Um, he's in a really, I think, select group of coaches. I think if you talk to a lot of these guys privately um, and ask them who their opinion is in terms of the, the truly great coaches, I think Rick Barnes' name would consistently come up in conversation. 
What do you think of this year's Tennessee team that certainly had their ups and downs during the year, but seems to at least to play better in Nashville and in the regular season finale against Florida? Interesting team. And and I know there's been a lot of talk, as you mentioned, Vince, that that maybe this team has underachieved. But, you know, look, five seed, 18 wins, that that's not a bad year. And if that's a down year for a team that's underachieved, then something is, is going very right. Um, this is a team that I think can, can defend certainly as good as any team in the country. Uh, the question will be, are they good enough or can they be good enough defensively to mask some of the issues that they have as an offensive team? Um, top two scorers are freshmen. You know, on the one hand, that's very impressive, and, and we all love watching Keon Johnson. I think Jaden Springer is going to have a really good career at the next level as well. Um, but that's also obviously a, a two-sided coin and a double-edged sword. You know, to, to depend on two first-year kids to be your, your most consistent scorers, especially once you get to this stage of the season. I mean, this this stage this week is something that that very few of these kids have experienced, certainly not Jaden and Keon. And so how do they handle the pressures of what the NCAA tournament brings? I think it's going to be fascinating to watch. I think Santiago Vescovi brings them some really good balance at the point, but they're going to need some of these other guys to really step up. You know, the guys that have been here before, uh, Eve Pons is going to have to play out of his mind. You know, we know how good he is defensively. Uh, John Fulkerson's status is going to be huge for this team. But, you know, Tennessee, to me, is a team that can play with any team in the country. They've proven that this year, but they've had nights where they just, for whatever reason, their offense just hasn't shown up. So this is the great part about this season um, and this stage of the year is that anything is possible. But there are a number of teams that would love to have the talent that Rick Barnes is going to bring to Indianapolis this week. So they've got a chance as anyone to make a nice little run here in this tournament. Sparrow Datis joining us. He'll be on the play-by-play call on TNT for Tennessee and Oregon State on Friday, 4.30-ish tip for that one. Tell us a little bit about what you know about the Oregon State Beavers. I mean, just a crazy run last week. I mean, this was a team that had zero chance to get into the tournament as an at-large, Vince, but they just, they turned it on at the right moment. And this was a team that lost their all-time leading scorer, Tress Tinkle, who is actually the son of their head coach, Wayne Tinkle, who is going to take these Beavers to Indy later this week. And so everyone kind of thought the program would take a step back. You know, you lose your all-time number one scorer. And they kind of started slowly, as everyone predicted they would. Um, Picked to finish last in the Pac-12, and they just caught fire at the right time. I mean, they they were down 16 points in the opening round of the Pac-12 tournament against UCLA. Looked like they were dead in the water. Suddenly, they turned it on, upset the Bruins. Everyone thinks, boy, nice little end of the season. I mean, you, you win one in the tournament and, you know, probably bow out next round. Next round, they go out and they knock off the top seed, Oregon, which was a stunner, and they beat them by double digits. And then, of course, in the final game, they, they take on a Colorado team that was also ranked in the top 25. So just a really uh, incredible little run that they've put together here over the last couple of weeks. And, and this is the team that you don't want to see, a team now that is suddenly confident. They've got a couple of really capable scorers. This kid, Ethan Thompson, a senior from L.A., a lot of experience, good bloodlines. Uh, his father, Stevie, uh, Stevie Thompson, played in the, in the league. Uh, terrific shooter. He's a very dynamic scorer. And there's just good balance with this team. And Wayne Tinkle is a really underrated coach. Had a, a number of great years at Montana. Took those teams into the dance three times. And so there's just a good balance with this team. They're playing with house money, Vince. And as Tennessee has learned in recent years, 
sometimes those are the dangerous teams that you don't want to face in that first round game. You have three games, is that correct, from Bankers last yes. few mm-hmm. with, Yeah, uh, usually we'll have four on day right. one, but this year with COVID, they've got some extra crews, so we're, we're doing three. Yeah, so Colgate, Arkansas, you guys have been the call that, as well as Rutgers and Clemson. Just a quick word from you on your teammates there, Brendan Haywood and Lauren Shahadi, that you'll get a chance to work with. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I haven't worked with either one, um, which is always interesting when you get to this time of year. Uh, But Brendan, just tons of energy, tons of personality. I've had a chance to meet him over the years. Uh, He's doing great work for NBA TV and for Turner on the NBA side. And of course he follows uh, college basketball working for CBS during the course of the year. So he's dialed in as anyone, uh, of course, had an incredible career at North Carolina uh, and then in the NBA and Lauren Shahadi is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know she's digging deep into her, her notes and talking to all the coaches and the players to, to have all the great storylines covered, but man, this is just such a great event. Uh, we're looking forward to getting there. I fly out tomorrow and, um, and off we go, off we go. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, Spiro, Brendan, and Lauren will have the second tip of the first-round games on Friday afternoon at 12.45, the first game on True TV. Then, of course, Tennessee and Oregon State at 4.30 on TNT, and then at 9.20, all Eastern time, on TBS for Rutgers and Clemson. And adding those two to the list of greats that you've worked with, it is a tremendous list. I remember watching the NBA, you and Stan Van Gundy, and Stan giving you so much praise for how flawlessly you would pronounce Giannis as (laughs) <laughs> on a regular basis. It doesn't matter who it is, Spirit. It seems like you have great chemistry with him. So much respect for the work. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks, Vince. I appreciate it. You know, All people right. still hit me on Twitter. They tell me that I mispronounce Yanis's name, even though I, I speak fluent Greek. So you gotta love Twitter, man. <laughs> yeah, you and know. By the way, I hope I hope Tennessee fans, when they see my face on Friday, that they don't have that that PTSD. Um, I swear I had nothing to do with sister Jean. Yes. uh, And I hope it's going to, I hope it'll go better for him this, this time around. Spiro may depend on just the results. I mean, you know how that works. So, Hey, Spiro, thank you so much. Real pleasure to talk to you. Have fun there in Indianapolis. Thanks Vince. I enjoyed it. Take it easy. Thank you. You too. That is Spiro Ditas. He is as good as it gets as a play-by-play voice and has done so much and he'll be on the call. Tennessee and Oregon state.